Welcome to the Mindset Reload, and I am your host, Chelsea Robertson. And on today's episode, we will be diving into conversation about the man behind the mic, your host, and my husband, John Robertson. We will discuss the inspiration behind the podcast, personal experiences, and how he transformed his fixed mindset into a growth mindset. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. When shopping for affordable and customizable insurance coverage, look no further than Rustic Ridge Insurance Services of Rome, Georgia. Rustic Ridge Insurance Services specialize in small business and farm insurance, as well as personal auto and property needs. Now serving Georgia and Alabama, contact Rustic Ridge Insurance Services at 706-622-2484. That's 706-622-2484. Call now to protect your assets. Welcome back to the Mindset Reload. If you haven't already, be sure to like, subscribe, and or follow all of our social media platforms at the Mindset Reload. Also, be sure to rate the show as it helps others find us on various search engines. So, John, what is the importance of having a growth mindset and what are some of the struggles that you had growing up with a fixed mindset? The importance of having a growth mindset is that you're always growing. Like you can't get where you want to go unless you know the path that it takes to get there. And you also have to keep an accountability chart that helps you get there and keeps you accountable as you grow. Because even though you have a plan, whether it be a one-year, five-year, 10-year plan, or a one, two, three-step process, however you plan to organize it, you never quit growing. So once you reach the end of one chapter, you don't get comfortable because to me, when you become comfortable, that's where dreams and ambition go to die, right? So you just, you turn the page and you create the next chapter. Every, every growth spurt should be just that, a growth spurt, but it should grow you to the next level. So you should have the mindset that not really that you're never satisfied because being, you know, successful or accomplishing things should be satisfying, right? So you want to just be to where you don't get comfortable and get complacent because once you get comfortable and complacent, then you really stop growing. So it's important to know that this is where I want to go. This is what's going to take to get there and, you know, be willing to accept and embrace failure that's going to come along. There's going to be some knockbacks. There's going to be some some knockdowns, and you're going to feel like giving up sometimes. But it's okay to step back for a day or so, take a break, take a breather, regenerate, and go forward. And surround yourself with the right people. You know, some people are like batteries. Surround yourself with people like that because when you're feeling down or feeling drained, they'll recharge you, recharge your spirit, recharge your mindset, etc. Instead of surrounding yourself with people, it's a black hole that suck you in. And you become complacent. And uh, that's just not a good place to be. So when it comes to the struggles growing up with a fixed mindset, um, it's really territorial. So it's like your surroundings, um, your environment sets your potential. We've said that a thousand times on this this podcast. So like growing up, from, for me, growing up in rural northwest Georgia, you're limited on what you can and can't do. Um, or at least growing up, that's what it seems like. It's, you know, a mill town, a medical town, et cetera. There's not a whole lot to do, but you have to learn to be self-motivated. Like, you know where you want to be. You want to be better than you were. And it's very easy to get caught into a fixed mindset. You know, dad was a pop fitter. Mom was a stay-at-home mom taking care of us, et cetera. You know, that was the norm 
back when I was growing up. But I wanted to be different. I wanted to be like the first one in my family to do certain things, right? That was the first goal I had was, hey, you know, I want to be the first one in my immediate family to graduate high school. Something as simple as that was one of my goals. And then, you know, I wanted to go out and explore different opportunities around the country. So, you know, at an early age, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was like, wow, you know, this town is 20 years advanced than where I came from. So, you know, it's easy to get stuck in a fixed mindset. And then even after experiencing growth mindsets, it's easy to fall back into fixed mindsets. Because, you know, if you're a growing individual, it's very tiring. You know that. You're running businesses as well. I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing. We do what we do together. We have children. You know, it's easy to get depleted sometimes. And having a growth mindset where you feel like you're always having to overachieve or keep going or push to the next level is very, very exhausting. But you have to look at the prize. You have to know what's at the end of it when, and, and what it's going to take to get there. Yeah, I, I can definitely, you know, understand that being a growing individual can be super tiring. Um, you know, you're always on the go. You're always trying to get to the next level, um, always trying to overachieve just to, to make it. Um, so I definitely understand you on that level. Uh, you mentioned several times in the episode that you would never do an episode or a topic that you haven't personally experienced. Can you dive into how you have suffered from anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, negative self-talk, maybe a death of a loved one, um, and how it slowed your growth and how you overcame it? Yeah, so that's one thing when I set out to do this podcast, it was important to me is to make sure that I do every episode that relates to me because I don't want someone coaching me in baseball or coaching me in football that's never played the sport. So if I'm going to get on here and I'm going to talk about things, I don't ever want to talk about things that, number one, will mislead someone that I have no idea I'm talking about. Or number two, you know, I don't, I just don't feel comfortable talking about something that I haven't experienced. And I feel like that's where a lot of my emotion comes in these episodes is the fact that I've experienced everything we're going to be talking about, you know, and there's been times where I've experienced it and I've cut it completely out. There's times where I've experienced it. I healed it. I managed it, but it comes back. And that's why I use the word manage these things more than I say control them because some of them you can't control some things you can control, but it's more about managing it. So some of these things, you know, they just happen. So you have to learn how to manage it and, and control what you can control and manage what you can't control. Right. So, you know, when it comes to one of the problem, one of the things that's probably my biggest weaknesses is anxiety. Um, when things don't go the way I plan, right. And I'm not talking about a temper tantrum or being spoiled. I'm talking about when you're in a growth mindset, you try to be a very organized person, right? So you know what it's going to take to achieve something. So when that doesn't happen, whether if, um, you know, something out of your control happens, because like I've said in previous episodes, not everything that allows you to grow is directly related to you. There's other people involved sometimes. So I get frustrated and I get anxiety. Like if I got a schedule to meet on something and, and it doesn't go the way it planned, um, that gives me anxiety. 
and I have to control it. Sometimes it's the smallest things. Like I've said before, it could be something as simple as not be able to get somebody on the phone to know where I'm meeting or what time I'm meeting or not being able to get them on the phone on the way to the meeting to verify the meeting, you know, will, will irk me more than if I was walking down the road and I see a, a child run out in the middle of the road about to get hit by a car, like instantly I'll jump out and get the kid and never even get nervous, have anxiety or get scared. It's, it's the weirdest thing that handicaps me sometimes. So those of you listening, you're not the only one, right? And then there's depression. Um, I think I started suffering from some form of depression, even though I didn't know that's what it was when I was probably a teenager. And I think almost everybody goes through that because I have, you know, young adult children now as well. And, you know, I just think that everyone, when they hit that teenage year, you're, you're figuring out things and you're figuring out that not everything's what it was and things are starting to be what they really are. And, you're learning how to be self-sufficient and a lot of that, you know, will drive if you have a built-in growth mindset, a lot of that will drive ambition to want to be where you want to be quicker than what you're able to be at 15, 16 years old. So a lot of that will hold you down. It'll depress you. You're like, man, like I'm 16, but I'm ready to be 18 so that I can go out in the world and be somebody, you know, and a lot of my depression came from that. And, um, you know, I played sports and sports was great. Sports kept, kept me at bay with a lot of stuff. But, you know, going into my junior year in high school, my, or between my junior year and my senior year in high school, my dad got cancer. So, you know, that was another depressed moment that, you know, kind of like took me off my path that I'd built for a long time. So that's where, you know, some depression came into that. And later on, he passed. And I used his passing as a motivation to really just get out in the world. You know, at the time, it probably was an escape, you know, leaving hometown, moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, taking that job opportunity kind of got me out, out of here. But, you know, if it was an escape, it was an escape. I don't know. I can't say that because it catapulted my career, catapulted me into adulthood. Um, but, yeah, I, I suffer with that. And from time to time, I suffer with depression. You know, when you get down about something, there's recently um, I hurt my shoulder. Don't really know how I hurt it. Um, and I wasn't able to go to the gym. And at that point, I was going to the gym six or seven days a week. And I wasn't even in there killing it, so to speak, with a lot of heavy weight that would hurt my shoulder. But I, it was important to go do at least 45 minutes to an hour worth of exercise every single day uh, to me. You know, it started off three days a week, then five days a week, and then seven days a week. And it became kind of an addiction, which was a good addiction. And that's something that therapists a long time ago told me. It's like, man, you worry about all this other crap. It's probably never going to happen because 85% of what we worry about never does happen. It never happens. And then like only 12% even barely happen the way we worry about it. They're like, why don't you channel your anxiety, dude, you weigh 420 pounds at this time. Why don't you channel that anxiety towards going to the gym? Why don't you channel that anxiety towards being productive and growing? And that's probably one of the biggest, you know, conversations I ever had to growth was, you know, they're right. Like, quit worrying about, am I going to have a heart attack? Am I going to have another blood clot? Man, I got diabetes. And all these excuses and channel that anxiety to something that grows you. So that's, that's very important. And I still, I still suffer from that stuff, guys. And I mean, every, you're going to, I mean, it's inevitable. It's just about how to channel it, manage it and try to control it the best you can. Negative self-talk. That's kind of been like in and out of my life. Um, I don't know that I've been, you know, I don't know that I've struggled too much with negative self-talk. I've always been kind of confident in who I am and what I'm doing. But I think sometimes when it's not, it doesn't seem like it's, received the way that I plan on it being when I deliver 
my character or in conversation or whatever, I think sometimes it's easy to be like, well, man, you know, um, maybe I'm not the employee I think I am. Maybe I'm not the husband I think I am. Maybe I'm not the father I think I am. You know, and it's easy that when when it's not reciprocated or received the way that you plan it to be when, when you do something, whether it's an action or something you say, you know, it's easy to start beating yourself up and be like, you know what? I'm nothing. I'm, I'm unworthy of this person's love. I'm unworthy of spending time with my children because of whatever. And I'm unworthy of this promotion because I didn't meet this deadline. So it's easy to get caught up in negative self-talks. It's very important that you know, hey, you know, I am an asset. I just released a video on TikTok last week talking about, you know, I used to look in the mirror and question myself. Now I look in the mirror when I'm having a bad day and I'm like, you know what? I'm an asset. You got to look at it like that. I'm an asset to my friends and family. I'm an asset to my wife. I'm an asset to my kids. I'm an asset to the people I work for and the people I work with. I'm an asset. Do not settle for less. If you know your value. If you don't, if you don't know your worth and you don't value your worth, then how can you expect anybody else to, right? So that's the mindset you got to have. And when it comes to death of loved ones, I mean, I have been across the board experienced in this, you know, um, as far back as I can remember, you know, I lost both my grandfathers before I was the age of six. Um, so I don't know what it's like to have a grandfather. Uh, I lost my father when I was 19, but my brother was 13. So I kind of like shelved that because it was worse on him than it was me because I had 19 years and I was an adult at that time. Um, and then, you know, I've had friends that, that passed away suddenly and, uh, you know, family members and, and that, that shit sucks. But um, I think that, that's one area I still need to grow in because death doesn't really affect me anymore. And I think that's me balling in emotions. So that's something I work with my therapist and say, Hey, you know, death should not not affect you, but it shouldn't affect you either. Like what I mean by that is you should be able to mourn, right? You should be able to remember the good things with that person and be able to accept death. But you can't also let it affect you like it just shuts you completely down. Because there's some people out there that if they experience a death, it's like game over for them. You know, but the fact of the matter is, yes, it sucks. It doesn't mean you're insensitive. I mean, I've been accused of being insensitive when it comes to death. I really don't go to funerals. Uh, you know, I stay away from that because I know what's best for my mental health. But I remember them in the way that I want to remember them because that was my relationship with them. So when it comes to that, you just can't let it affect you and shut you down. A lot of people will, and a lot of people use it as a crutch, right? They'll say, I'm where I am because so-and-so died. No, you know, so-and-so didn't die in vain. So you can't sit there and let that be the reason why you do not succeed. If anything, you want to make them proud. So you want to say, you know what? They were proud of me when they took their last breath, and I want them to be proud of me while they're up there looking down. Yeah, it's important that you acknowledge these things that can hold you back, but acknowledge them for what they are. They're not the end of the world. It's not going to be things that knock you completely off your path. Like I've said in a previous episode, the very first episode with Jamie Palmer, you know, to me, obstacles aren't in the path. They are the path, right? And if you're hiking and a, and a tree falls in your path or a boulder falls down, you climb over it or you go around it. You don't stop, pack up and go home. So you have to look at these things like that too. They're not a disability. 
And a lot of people will say it is, but it's not. And it will feel like it in that moment. It will be hard as hell. You will feel defeated. You won't know how to move forward. But what you got to do is sleep on it. You know, you got to think about it. And you got to say, you know what? I am not getting anywhere by sitting back thinking about this stuff over and over again. I've got to move forward. Yeah, I definitely understand how, you know, a death of a loved one can slow some folks down. Um, I've experienced it with, you know, friends and family myself. I've also experienced a lot of death um, in my life, um, both family and and friends, um, young age and adulthood. Um, but I also didn't let it defeat me. I know there are some people out there though, that will completely shut down and will, you know, well, so-and-so died. So I I just, I just can't, I just can't go on or, you know, and, and that's, that's a shame. Um, cause you're just slowing yourself down. So I definitely understand that aspect. Um, what led you to wanting to create and host this podcast as well as pursuing your dream of becoming a life coach? So one of the reasons why I want to start this podcast was to reach people. It was three things in my life that I felt changed me. One therapy, two self-love and three listen to other podcasts like this and i would send those links to people direct message i would share them on facebook and they would go unnoticed and i was like guys you know to myself i'm like there's so much substance in these podcasts there's so much to learn you're literally watching stupid shit on social media and tiktok that doesn't make any sense and you won't take 20 minutes driving down the road or while you're working out at the gym or while you're watching TikTok to listen to something that will help you grow. And I was like, you know, but who am I to say that to those people? Because I have been that person. There's people that's tried to share literature with me or podcast or, or what have it, you know, self-growth mechanisms um and i ignored it so i was like if i personally create a podcast and i knew i could do it you know um i knew it would be hard to find the time to do it you just have to make it happen i knew but i knew that if i made a podcast i felt like more people would pay attention and my goal is to reach one person which we already have I've had probably a dozen people reach out to me, you know, since we started this January 2nd and said, man, I'll, I'll check out every episode. I can't wait to get the next one because there is something in each one of them that I can take and relate to and change in my life. And that's worth every bit of it right there. Because I, if I can change one person's life, if what we say changes one person's life, then every bit of it is worth it. And, you know, I've had people call me in tears saying, man, it's like, you know who I am. Like, you're, it's freaky. You, it's like you are in my house and know what I struggle with. And it's not that. It's that we all struggle with all these things. Everybody does. 
some form or another. So what it is is just ex- expressing how I've struggled with it. And at the end of the day, we're all the same. You could be next to someone that is always happy, always seems successful, and always seems like their life is perfect. Plenty of self-confidence, etc. And they could go home and actually be the saddest people you've ever met in your life. So we're all the same. And I wanted to create this podcast to bring us all together. And I I wanted to create the podcast so that people have answers and know that they're not alone, you know. And when it comes to pursuing my dream as a life coach, I think that plays right into that is I needed that. Um, I think that's a very important role. I've coached football. I've raised children. I have grandchildren, you know, I've always been a very sociable person and I got pleasure out of teaching people things. And in my line of work in construction, I always love learning new stuff myself, but also teaching people. And, you know, one of the things that I'd always do is like, give me the kid that's no good on this football team. Give me the kid that's not even good on this baseball team and let me work with him one-on-one. And I would always bet on the underdog. Give me that guy because he's probably going to have more heart than anybody else on this team because he's out here doing something he has no idea what the hell he's doing. So I take that passion with me in life coaching. So you got, you know, you got people that don't know where to start. They know where they want to get, but they just don't have the tools to get there. And that's a shame. If you as a person know that information and you sit back, you let somebody struggle, you watch somebody struggle and all they need is one step, one direction, one way to know where do where do I go from here? If we can provide that as as life coaches, how how much better is the world? A hundred percent. I definitely encourage you to pursue your dream to become a life coach. I think that you will be incredible at it. Um, I know that you've had several people encourage you as well um, and tell you that you know dude, you should do it. Um, you've got so much support, um, on this podcast as well as backing you as a life coach, you know, when you get your certification, um, I see your hard work. I see your dedication. I see your passion just by doing the podcast itself. Um, so I definitely support you a hundred percent on that. Um, and just, just the amount of supporters that we personally have had come to us about the podcast. I mean, even my six-year-old little boy at school is telling his teacher, go on YouTube, go on Spotify and listen to the Mindset Reload. And he's out there getting people to listen to it. He's out there, you know, getting getting supporters as well. He He listens to every episode. He loves it. I mean, he comes home from school. First thing he wants to do is get on Spotify or YouTube or TikTok and look up the Mindset Reload. So I think, you know, that's that's awesome that you are even have young people as supporters. Um, and, you know, he's going to get his little buddies at school to look you up and he's getting his teacher to look you up. I mean... He's 
telling people at church to look you up. <laughs> um, so I think that's awesome. Um, and even people have messaged me and been like, your husband's podcast is, you know, is great. And, and I think that's awesome that, you know, every day we're getting new people tuning in and we're getting feedback and it just helps motivate even more. So that's all that we have for today's episode, the man behind the mic, um, learning about John's experiences, his ups and downs, his struggles, and learning what motivated him to pursue making this podcast and hosting this podcast, as well as pursuing his life coaching certification. Um, Please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all social media platforms if you haven't already. If you need to contact us, you can email us at podcast at themindsetreload.com. And until next time, have a great day.